is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hello, hello, hello. We are live. And of course we're live. My husband is making noise in the kitchen and my dogs are licking body parts. This is the Better Life Show. I'm Allison Crow. And this is seven ways to keep your soul first in business. I know some of you are expecting me to do Sacred Rebel uh, September, and I'll do that later today. But this morning, I'm going to share some of these ideas with you about keeping soul first in your business. (sighs) Let me take a breath. Let me connect which I'm sure I can do before I hit record, but today I'm not. So um, there were a couple of updates I wanted to share with you before I start into these seven things. Let me make those quick. So number one is thank you um, for listening and for the feedback I got from my podcast last week. I'll tell you, just emotionally processing where I was with politics was really helpful to realize how much grief I had. Another reminder, another reminder that we really do need to process our difficult feelings. We need to honor them. We need to verbalize them. We need to share them with the appropriate people. And I've had a lot of supportive conversations. I am coming to a great sense of peace by owning that I'm the asshole. Not as a victim, but just owning my own behavior that I despise. Right, Joelle? Joelle's like, she was one of the people I talked to and she's like, yeah, it sucks to find out you're really the asshole. So that was fun. Um, Second update. We're full and moved in our house, other house sold. We're here, lake access. Peace out, mofos. I will be on the lake soon. Fortunately, in Texas, even though it's raining today and a little bit cooler, we still have plenty of lake time left. Um, what is the other update? Oh, if you have not listened to Brene Brown podcast uh, called Day Two, talks about the messy middle. Great podcast. One of my favorite podcasts these days is Brene Brown. Um, I listened to that this morning and I'm so jealous of her like little little music in the middle. My husband has music in the middle too. I'm sure I could arrange to have her music in the middle. <laughs> Anyways, so comparison. Comparison is not one of the ways to keep soul in your business. Actually, it really can crush your soul. So let's go ahead and jump in. I have seven ways for you to... Um, keep the soul alive in your business. Now, I work with soulful business owners, soulful CEOs who are more gardener than machine. Some of you are machines out there. It's a valid way of being business and not my people. Um, Okay, so number one, let your relationship with soul be more important than your relationship with society and social media. Let your relationship with soul be more important 
spend more time with soul than you do with society and social media. And so I know that sometimes the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning is I check my damn social media. Um, I look at the phone, I look at the TV, and I am reminded that it's really important that we have our soul time. Now, I don't know what that looks like for you. Um, For me, it's meditation. For me, it's prayer. For me, it's journal. For me, it's sacred rituals. For me, it is carving out the space to actually listen and engage with both myself and spirit. So that one is huge. Um, A lot of the things that I see... so. A lot of the things that I see in my coaching practice, when vitality is really dimmed, people are overwhelmed, tired, frustrated, is because they've forgotten who they are. Because the slime of society, which I both love and despise, the slime of society tends to um, build up. Right. And it takes away our vitality. And so the regular practices that you do, you may do something different than me, but your regular practices will help keep you vital, will help keep your soul alive. And so some of the things that I do, I have a little list for you guys today. Some of the things I do. So number, number two is slow down. Slow down. I have a couple clients right now that I'm working with in my mastermind that are super high achievers that go, 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 go. And we are spending a year focusing on slow tango so that their hustle becomes a roller skating dance instead of a grind. Um, so slow down. You've heard slow down to speed up. Slow down is um, slow tango is one of my themes for life. It's not just a word of the year anymore. It's a theme for life. But allowing myself to go slow really speeds things up. It feels counterintuitive. But when we, and I like to go fast, like in personality profiles, I'm a high I, I'm a high D. I like to go fast. I love to go fast. And when I go fast, I drip and I injure myself literally. And so going slow, how can you slow down? I'm going to shut my door so that my husband making his bacon, egg and cheese croissant is not the music that we have on the back end of this podcast. Real life recording. Okay. Um, So yes, slow down. The third one is a conversation I could probably do an entire episode about, which means my team will hear this and then put it on there. But honor the seasons. Honor the seasons over straight lines. So, and I'm not just talking uh, weather seasons. I'm talking about your personal seasons, your personal energetic, honor the seasons of your personal business, honor the seasons of your biology, honor the seasons of your well-being. And so we, we've been having lots of discussions. I had a client that was so sweet yesterday. She talked about, she's like, I've just been a mushroom lately. And we, I loved that phrase. Like she feels like she's just been this, fungus in the yard just standing there doing nothing and I instead of like get it done there is no try there's only do I was like so be a mushroom be a mushroom 
And interestingly, as I cleaned out my old computer and moved files over, I came across this file from druidgardenwordpress.com. So I've probably had this for 15 years because that's the whole that's the whole website. And it's an image. I don't know who did it. I don't know who to give credit to. And it's not necessarily rule, but she has like the seasons of spring, um, summer solstice, fall equinox, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And on here, the part that I want to want to share with you is she has the balancing and harvest season. She has the composting season. And a lot of you guys don't like when you're in composting season because it's full of shit. And sometimes we just need to be in composting season. We have our resting seasons. We have our rejuvenating seasons. We have our balancing and planning, our sowing seasons, our energized and growth seasons, and our celebrating seasons. And too often, I see business owners not honoring those seasons. Now, they don't always fall into a calendar year, and they certainly don't always follow into what everybody else is doing, right? But at a soulful business owner, one of the ways that they keep soul in their own life is they begin to recognize their own natural cycles and seasons. Okay. The next one, um, number four way to keep your soul in your business is remember that this is a practice, not a performance. So many people I am constantly seeing are in performance mode and expecting the results of a performance versus practice, 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 practice. Yesterday, James Clear sent out in his email a, I'm going to pull this up on Twitter because I retweeted it. That's the fastest place to actually quote it clearly. Um, My name is Allison. So James Clear said, the most overlooked and underappreciated growth strategy is patience. And patience, what we do while we're in patience is practice. That part is mine, what we do while we're in patience. So he says more specifically, consistently producing great work over a long time horizon. And this this last week, another thing that came up was how many people want it to be Veruca Salt. Do you know who Veruca Salt is? I want it now. Veruca Salt is the spoiled little girl from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I always, I mean, often, I want it now. I want it now. And how many of us want things yesterday? And the wanting of things yesterday does not, it creates constriction. It creates tightness. And I get it. I get it. You just started your business and you want it to be working now. You just started your membership program and you want to have all the clients. You just started your coaching practice and you want to be full. You just started paying down your debt and you want it to be gone. And there's something about fast society and these linear lines that really screw with our minds. And so you have to practice slowly, gently, consistently over time, time on task. So number four is practice versus perform. And that goes hand in hand with honor seasons over straight lines. 
It also goes hand in hand with slow down. It also goes hand in hand with relationship with your soul more than social media and society. Okay, uh, this next one is really fun. I actually started out, my original list just had music on it. And I am not necessarily talented. Music is not my first, second, or third language. Um, my husband speaks, thinks in music. And because I'm not a natural at music, like I'm not somebody who remembers the names of songs. I, I might know a song if it's really popular. I'm not somebody who is, is always thinking about music. I'm not somebody who remembers to put it on on a regular basis. I'm not somebody who craves it. I'm somebody who's very uncomfortable dancing unless it's late at night and I've had vodka. Um, but music, <laughs> and we have the way our TV is set up. We don't have a cable box. We have like the apps. And so we have our cable TV app, but right next to that, I put my Spotify. And so in the house, I've actually put my Spotify instead of just here in my office or on my walks, I've put my Spotify and I've been exploring different pay playlists and all of a sudden music isn't just in my ears. Music is everywhere for me. And it, it reminds me, especially being a business person, especially having my butt at this desk and being locked into the computer, that a lot of times I need to get music and movement. And, and so as I was thinking music and movement, I remembered this concept taught to me by Steve Chandler. That was LSD. Every soulful business owner needs LSD. And LSD stands for laughing, singing, dancing. Laughing, singing, dancing. Laughing, singing, dancing. We have got to quit taking things so seriously. We need music. We need laughter. We need singing. We need dancing. These things keep our soul alive. One of the biggest things that we say in soulful success, soulies all know, how much fun can we have solving this problem? How much fun can we have solving this problem? This is why Spark and Hustle Mastermind clients know that hustle is not the world's version of hustle. It is literally the song from ro the roller skating, right? Like from um, do the hustle. And they picture themselves with glitter and rainbows and just a freedom. And they're chilled out stuff and they're just rolling. Shout out to my friend... <laughs> Um, Monique Van Grimson. She lives in New York. And I went to, I went to New York. I don't know. It's probably six or seven years ago, maybe even longer. And I went and spent some time with her. I'd known her through the productivity coaching world. And Monique, um, was a little bit older and wiser than me. And she was always encouraging me to just walk walk for my health, walk for my health. So definitely have taken her up on that. But on that trip, she took me to Central Park. This woman roller skates every single Sunday. There's a whole group of people that roller skate. And to see the freedom and the joy and the music of LSD, laughing, singing, dancing. So that's number five on the way, one of the ways to keep soul in your business. Number six is connection. And I'm going to say connection, remember to turn on your light. Remember to turn on the light in your heart. I realize that doubt 
and stress and cortisol and projects and to-do lists and overwhelm and kids and Zoom and pets and life and COVID and anti-justice, uh, anti-racism uh, and social justice and politics and all these things can weigh us down. And when we are weighed down, we tend to put up the walls in our heart. And I want to encourage you, if you're a soulful business owner, to regulate your connection. Don't just get in cement walls up autopilot. Open your heart and turn on your light for connection. And what I mean is not just the act of connecting, not just the act of engaging with your clients, engaging with your audience, engaging with your staff, but the being of a person who is both connected to their soul and open for connection to the light and soul of others. So I'm talking not only in a physical way, in an embodied way of connection and action, but also in an energetic way. And time after time, yesterday was the 17 year of me starting my own business. It was the day I got my real estate license and walked into Keller Williams. And so 17 years, and no matter what industry I was in, no matter how stressful it got, and it usually got stressful because I wasn't making money. <laughs> when it got stressful, the way to open that flow again was to reconnect with my vitality and connect with other human beings. And so many heart-centered people, we love the tools, we love the systems, we love the automation, we love these things. And sometimes these things that make, you know, make automation happen, um, the technology, the technology connects us, but every once in a while we can use it as a crutch and we forget to connect from our heart. Number seven. And the final thing this morning is be a rebel for the sacred. And I want you to take a moment and just see what that means to you to be a rebel for the sacred. Take a moment to listen to your soul. What does your soul tell you is sacred? You may have a completely different list. My list is certainly not complete here today, but these are the first seven things that came to my mind. And sometimes it's really easy for me to forget the sacred. Connection is sacred. And sometimes I forget connection because I'm tired. And when I'm tired, connection doesn't energize me. Slowing down does. What is sacred to you? Why did you start your business? I know one of the reasons I decided to go out on my own was for sacred reasons. Because following the model wasn't sustainable for my soul. It certainly created a framework that was, that created success. But at the end of the day, we all know successful people who have empty hearts. And so one of the things that is sacred is why I came to do this work. 
And honestly, I didn't just come to do this work for the whole world. I came to do this work for my own soul. What's sacred? For me, sacred is remembering. Sacred is not comparing. Sacred is trusting myself when it feels crazy. Sacred for me is remembering who I am. Sacred is forging my own path, leading. And sometimes sacred is being humble and asking for help and following. Sacred is honoring my temple and my body. Sacred is taking those walks and drinking that water and slowing my roll on carbs. Sacred is being willing to recognize that most circumstances are neutral and that I I am an asshole. (laughs) We're going back to number one. But usually when I get upset, I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or in judgment. And one of the other questions that we use in Soli's all the time is, what if you didn't judge it? Here's all the circumstances, and what if you didn't judge it? We might see both the close in and the greater picture. What's sacred for you? Be a rebel for the sacred. So those are my seven. I'll repeat them again really quickly. Number one, relationship with your own soul and spirit more than society and social media. I'm not saying society and social media goes away. We're in the world and not of the world, but keep your relationship with your own soul a priority. Number two, slow down. Number three, honor seasons and cycles over straight lines. Your brain and society wants it to be a straight line and it's just not, it's just, it just doesn't happen that way. It just doesn't. Number four, practice versus perform. Practice patience versus performing. Number five, LSD, laughing, singing, and dancing. Number six, connection. Connection with yourself, connection with spirit, and connection from a light and open-hearted place inside your being with your audience. And number seven, be a rebel for the sacred. And with that, this is technically the end of the podcast, um, but Elise, as you're recording this, I'm going to go ahead and roll this into day number four of Sacred Rebel. So I've been um, in September on Facebook. I'm not really recording these for the podcast, but we'll put today's in the podcast. Why not? I'm the boss of me. I'm a rebel for what's sacred. We have a few people already here and we can keep going. So for the month of September, one of the ways that I am choosing to get back to the connected is to pull a card on Facebook with my Sacred Rebel deck by Elena Fairchild. This is one of my first, not my first deck, but one of my first decks and one of my favorites. And I love to pull it around the theme of being a soulful CEO in my business. And so I just decided to do that every day and I'm going to do it here with you guys. Keep it short and sweet. All right. Diving for light. Card number 11. Diving for light. 
And the, the way that I do this is to always tell people that the power in the card, the author um, has channeled these messages. The artist has, has created beautiful photographs or pictures, beautiful art. And what lights up in you, what resonates with you is your soul speaking. So you are the power in hearing what is relevant for you. So number 11, diving for the light. And the way I read these is kind of with an intuitive highlighter. I don't always read the whole thing. And let me get my correct glasses. Those aren't quite strong enough for me to read the tiny print. How brave are you? You are diving for light. It can be so much simpler to seek light in the heavenly in that which is blissful, sweet, loving, and kind, and to look for the light in that which is dark is an advanced task that only a rebellious and brave heart will attempt. You may not feel that you've taken the journey by choice yet. Oops. You may may not feel that you've taken such a journey by choice. Sorry. Literally can't see all of a sudden. You have taken the wise challenge from deep within your soul. Your innermost being has evoked this situation in your life with the intention that you grow in power, wisdom, and creative juice. It also wants you to experience a bold and fearless trust in life and become further empowered to live it with zest and courage. This card, Diving for the Light, speaks of a time when you are called into darkness through life circumstance, situations, relationship challenge, or inner struggles that defy clear understanding. That darkness might be a creative block, a sense of being in a void, or feelings of depression, rage, sadness, fear, or anxiety. There may or may not be an obvious cause. The darkness might generally be accepted and socially acknowledged because there's a social, socially acceptable or obvious reason for it, such as death, divorce, or retrenchment. However, there may be no obvious justification for your experience of darkness. You might not need a reason to be able to accept it. Likewise, you may struggle to find an unconditional acceptance of your experience. Remember what I said about honoring your seasons? Just know that you are actually on track and right where you need to be. Our creative process and our spiritual path go through a similar turning of the wheel progress. Thank you. I love these little affirmations. Um, There is spring and summer and the seasons of our soul as well as in the earthly ones. There is an autumn harvest. There is a death inherent in winter. And when energy is concentrated and pulled within to seek out the darkness where it can rest, regenerate and simply be until the time is right for new life, energy, and creative inspiration to burst forth. When diving for the light, one must be willing to bear the darkness and understand it has a purpose, much like winter does upon the earth. It's not an error or through lack of consciousness that you're here now. It's a testament to your spiritual growth and creative process not a sign that they are lacking or stalling. The healing process will help you with your inner plunging and to successfully navigate it. This card also reminds you that you are powerful and vulnerable at this time. 
You need to be alert to sabotage and criticism that may make your progress more difficult than it already is. That would be unrather necessary. At least some of the people around you might be more attached to their fear and doubt to the faith in your process and the ways of the creative, rebellious spiritual path that ask us to trust unconditionally. They may be, they may be frightened due to a lack of understanding. You don't need to carry anybody else's fear for them. You have your own process to attend to, and they can choose to be inspired by your journey or frightened by it. They are free to respond as they wish, and whatever those responses are, they are part of their journey for them to work through. You also need to be vigilant about the darker forces within you. See, this is where I have to own that I'm an asshole. These are the voices that you may not expect, particularly if you are a pure-hearted being who typically resonates with love. These voices or feelings might surprise you with their dark intensity. They may be feelings of hate, terror, or wanting only to sleep because anything further is just too hard. They may contain vicious criticism of yourself or tell you that your inner creative work is pointless, unoriginal, not worth it, or stupid. These dark forces might try to tell you that you're on the wrong path, suggest that you will fail, or ask with very condescending tone, who the hell do you think you are? You must stay in your heart and not believe the dark forces. Stay in compassion. Fear creates the energy of anger, hate, and destructiveness. These forces are a part of life. We don't have to be frightened of them, nor do we need to deny their existence or try to ignore them in order to find light in the darkness. We just need to hold compassion and be intelligently aware so we can avoid being seduced into the trap of needing to pursue to prove ourselves or in the mistaken belief that we need to fight against darkness. It's too easy trying to get up, get caught up in trying to heal the dark. Darkness just is. Recognize when it's there and be in your compassionate heart. All you need to do is make a choice. Will you stay in your heart or will you be seduced by darkness and over be overcome by hate or sleepiness? Diving for light is a spiritual test and a threshold for all true creative work. And now I'm going to say the prayer at the end of the chapter. I call upon the presence of unconditional love. Be here now without restraint. Fill me and fill this space. Touch all beings with your grace. I feel the presence of unconditional love within me. I acknowledge the presence of unconditional love all around me. I am the presence of unconditional love, and in this love, no fear can remain. May unconditional love guide any fear back to the light of love, back into the earth, as it serves the greatest good. My body, mind, heart, and soul are now completely bathed in and protected by unconditional love. Through my own free will, this is so. And so thank you for spending time with me on both the podcast and then um, sharing this time about pulling the Sacred Rebel cards for September with you guys. It's a beautiful thing to be a soul alive here now, navigating everything that comes our way, even the really messy difficult stuff. You might be in a season of composting. 
2020. For some reason, that sounds right. 2020 feels like a composting shit year. And yet, shit turns things to gold. Shit is what we put on our gardens to fertilize. So may you be fertilized. May your soul be full. And thank you for spending time with me today. If you like this episode, please share it. Um, Let me know what insights or ahas you got out of it. I will see you next week on the podcast. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.